You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. Welcome back. Chair Girl has been identified and she is facing justice for that incredibly stupid, careless and dangerous online stunt. Tossing a metal chair from an upper condo balcony onto the Gardner Expressway. Her name is Marcella Zoya. She is 19 years old. She's been charged with mischief endangering life, mischief damaging property under $5,000 and common nuisance. Zoya surrendered this morning at Toronto Police Services 52 Division at around 7 a.m., And apparently she came on her own and was cooperative with police. Uh, We are going to get into all aspects of this. The numbers to call 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-740-4740. And right now we are going to Constable David Hopkinson and Lauren Sheriffs, who is a social media strategist, CEO, and founder of Two Social Inc. Thanks for joining us. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Okay, Constable Hopkinson, uh, I'd like to know about her surrender. I gather she came on her own without a lawyer? She did. She turned herself in this morning at 7 o'clock at 52 Division, which is in the city's downtown core and the division that was investigating the matter. Uh Uh-huh. And does that mean she doesn't have a lawyer? No, I don't believe that that's the case. Often people uh, turn themselves in without their lawyer because uh, the lawyer is not really going to be able to help them at that point. They've been given all uh, the information that they need. Uh, The lawyer wouldn't be privy to anything that happens inside the station when they... To, uh, when they take her statement or all of the proceedings, the lawyer is not allowed to be there for that. So uh, usually people come on their own. And uh, what can you tell us about her demeanor? Uh, she was cooperative, according to the detectives. Uh, that's about the only thing I know. I was not there. Okay, so she was cooperative. She's been charged with three things, three charges. Uh, what are the potential penalties for that? Ooh, that's... Uh, that's, that's an interesting question. So mischief endanger life, uh, depending on how the Crown wishes to proceed, I think the maximum, the maximum penalty is uh, two years in jail, an unlimited fine, or both. That's, that, that would be extremely rare to get a conviction for that. Um, then there's mischief uh, damaging property under $5,000, similar uh, fine or simil- similar penalty. Uh, two years nuisance. for that, sorry, for, for I, damaging I, property? Yes, that's the, we're talking about what the maximums are okay. under the criminal code. We're not talking about what would actually happen. It would be very rare to get a, a conviction for, you know, two years for a mischief, but that's what the, you know, that's what the criminal code says. Okay, and common nuisance? Common nuisance is a little a little different. I believe the penalties are higher because it's a straight indictable offense. If you don't understand sort of what that means, uh, we have two types of offenses in the criminal code. One is a summary conviction. They're usually lower in scale and we have indictable offenses. And most of the offenses are what are called dual procedure. You can, you can go by indictment or go by summary conviction. So it depends on how the Crown proceeds. But with common nuisance, it's straight indictable. It's one of the higher level of offenses we have. Really? Yes. Uh, and so what does that mean in terms of a possible penalty? Uh, the penalty is greater. I believe 
it, it would depend on on the act. If, uh, if for instance, uh, she had hurt somebody, the uh, maximum penalty is life. Wow. So it's totally up to a judge or something like that? Not, not totally. There, there were no injuries in this, so I believe the penalty is reduced. I'm not sure the exact term, but I believe the penalty is reduced in, in situations where no one is injured. Okay, bottom line, uh, if she's convicted of, of any of these, she's got a criminal record, right? That, uh, that would be correct. Okay, I'd like to bring in Lauren Sheriffs. Hi, Lauren. Hi. So uh, this is really going to have a really bad impact on this young woman's life. That's correct, yes. And and unfortunately, uh, even on top of that, videos such as this can inspire copycats. So the real concern is how can we deal with this as a culture and a society to not have these similar videos put out by other individuals? Well... One of the things, uh, you know, the police were thanking the public. This really sparked outrage. Is that going to be some kind of deterrent? I would hope so, but unfortunately, um, I I wouldn't think that would be the case just because it is something that has happened countless times in the past and all all across the world. It's, you know, an unfortunate deal in that, you know, young kids really are looking to, at any cost, be a celebrity. And so this becomes a bit of a stunt culture, and it's been seen countless times over and over again. So I would hope that this inspires uh, better conversations and open dialogue about the lasting effects of this stunt culture and how it can lead to tragedy. Um, And that's really what we can hope comes out of this sort of situation. Constable Hopkinson, first of all, has she had her bail hearing yet? I'm not even sure if she's made it to the court. Um, by the time she had turned herself in, so there's a process. Um, when she turned herself in and she was taken into custody, um, that would give her the opportunity to speak with the detectives and give her side of the story. Um, how long that takes uh, is different for every person. So if that took a little longer or the processing took a little longer, she may have missed her first opportunity to appear before the courts at 10 o'clock. There will be another scheduled bail hearing this afternoon sometime at around 2 o'clock that she would be able to make. So I'm not sure where she is in that process. Generally speaking, uh, it's probably going to take quite a while for this thing uh, to to come to its conclusion, right? Uh, unless she pleads guilty, I would say that that would be true. Uh-huh. But it could be a lot quicker if she pleads guilty. Well, of course. Okay. Yeah, because I, I remember Crane Girl. And uh, that took that took um, quite a long time to wind its way through the courts. But the big difference there is that what Crane Girl did, she endangered herself, but really not anyone else. Uh, I wouldn't agree with that because you, uh, where she was was sus- suspended over at some points the street. Had she fallen and struck somebody on the streets, that that would be a different ball game. I, I wasn't involved as much with the uh, with that incident. So I'm not exactly sure what she was charged with, but I think it's a similar situation. I think the charges might be similar. Okay, well, had she fallen and struck somebody, um, I don't know that she would have been around to face the consequences. Agreed. Lauren Sheriffs, um, again, uh, in terms of this being an example, are, are, are young people so stunt-crazed that, that people could possibly see this in a positive light? 
Unfortunately, I feel like sometimes it, it, with the wrong, the wrong hands, it would seem like an opportunity to go viral um, at almost any expense. And again, as I mentioned, it's been something that's trended in the past. So, you know, my suggestion is always to reach out to these social platforms and get this video down as soon as as soon as possible. Um, that's the best step forward so that, you know, even when we're reporting on the news about this story versus showing the video in, in, its, in its full entirety, just stills um, and speaking to the story. So the more we can do to not sens- sensationalize the story and, and encourage and or show the virality of a video of this nature, the better. Okay, uh, let us take a call from Z in Brampton. Hi, Z. Are you there? Okay, we're gonna not. That's not working. Let's go to Diane in Toronto. Up. Oh. We're having a little problem with those phones. Uh, so, Constable Hopkinson, would you expect in a case like this? I mean, it's hard to predict whether somebody is going to plead guilty or not. Uh, that that's absolutely true. Um, from the highest cases that we've ever seen to simple cases, uh, it's, it's unpredictable uh, how people are going to plea. We have to just wait for that court process uh, to be started, and then we, we sort of go from there, and then we leave this in the hands of the judge. Now, I know that a lot of police work these days is done through social media. Is there a strategy for combating this kind of thing where it's, I mean, you know, you would think this young woman is 19 years old. She's not a child. No. I, I would definitely agree with that um, strategy. Are you, you're, if you're if you're speaking about combating, you know, people uh, doing sensational acts and putting it out on social media. Um, I'm not sure what that strategy might be. I can tell you what our response is and where people do things, uh, you know, that are illegal or dangerous. Uh, we definitely send a message and a strong message out uh, based on how we respond and how we uh, speak about the matter. And, and I, if you look at some other things that occur that are similar, like rooftoping and slacklining and, you know, taking pictures in risky locales, when we catch people doing these things, they're, they're charged for them. Uh, and we release the information so that the public is aware that it's a dangerous thing to do, that we do take it seriously, and that there are serious, uh, you know, there are serious consequences to it. You remember that story? Uh, remember the guy who threw a beer can in the stands of a game? Yes. Mm-hmm. He lost his job. Yeah, that he did. That he did, and that wasn't uh, that wasn't because of uh, necessarily the investigation. That was his uh, employer becoming so outraged that uh, they let him go. And we've seen instances like this in the United States and Canada, um, uh, you know, time and time again, where people are uh, doing things on their own time, but it, you know, they're a reflection of their employer. So uh, the employer reacts, and they don't react well. Lauren sheriffs. How do you make young people aware of the possible ramifications uh, on their career of something like this? I mean, in general, now, anyone who applies for a job, well, you know, their employers usually check their online footprint. Absolutely. And we speak about this a lot when we go into secondary school. It's really important to just hammer home that whatever you put online is there forever. And 
that doesn't always ring true. Things can be removed, but at the end of the day, uh, what you put out is a reflection of your core values. And even though, you know, we change as human beings throughout each uh, decade of our lives, um, that's not what's illustrated through social media or through any online footprint. So it's really important to thoughtfully um, curate your content or really understand the ramifications of what type of content you're putting out and how it could affect your life. And I think, you know, talking about those ramifications, talking about um, the penalties involved in uh, putting out content that doesn't reflect well on yourself or cause, um, you know, damage to both your career or injuries to other people, that's really important to shift the conversation to what can happen to you if you do these types of things versus sensationalizing a video of that nature, the stunt culture. Um, it, it really just we have to talk about what could happen to your, to your life based on uh, taking part in these ridiculous uh, activities. Okay, uh, we have to take a break. Uh, Constable David Hopkinson, I, I thank you very much for joining us. Lauren Sheriffs, please stick around. And we do have our callers back. The phones are working better. So people, we are going to take your calls when we return from a break. And we'll be right back. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Fight Back with Libby Schneimer on Zoomer Radio. We are back and we are talking about Chair Girl, the girl who tossed the young woman, excuse me, who tossed a metal chair from a 40th floor condo balcony onto the Gardner Expressway, now facing justice. She turned herself in. We know who she is. And uh, we are waiting for her to have a bail hearing. We are talking to Lauren Sheriffs, who is a social media strategist, and we are going to get right to your calls, Teresa and Etobicoke. Hi, Teresa. Yes, hi, hi, Libby. I, I, uh, first of all, um, thank you for having the show. And uh, it's a very interesting topic right now when people, kids are acting out like this. Um, this poor 19-year-old woman probably didn't know what she was doing. But uh, anyway, I'm just going to get right to it. Uh, I did see the video online when it first happened. And they showed her glancing down and throwing the chair. And you could see the Gardner Expressway. But yesterday, when a family member was over, I wanted to show it to them. So I looked up girl throwing chair, and they had three different videos. I chose one. This one showed where it landed. So apparently, the two chairs landed on a sidewalk. It looks like a path in a park with grass on either side. So she glanced over. She threw it there. She probably didn't see any people. It didn't land on the gardener. I just thought I'd put that in. Uh, are you sure that was the same chair? I mean, they were both the, both the chairs were shown. They looked the same. They were at the bottom, but it was there were three videos up. And if you look up girl throwing uh, chairs on, uh, you know, uh, over on, and, and it showed it at the end of the video. Okay, well, if that's the case, thank you for correcting me. But I don't think that changes the nature of the offense. That that is fine. I just thought I'd put that okay. in because I thought it was the gardener all along too, because it looks like that from the top. But I just they showed where it landed. Okay, thanks for that, Teresa. You're welcome. Let's go to Jen in Guelph. Hi, Jen. Hello, uh, Libby. I'll be quick. If, if um, We're all focusing on the girl who threw the chair, and it was a really stupid thing to do. But were others involved? Well, there like, was somebody the talking world, to her. they be brought to justice, too, I think they should be. Um, I don't know. I should have asked uh, Constable Hopkinson that question. I don't know if there's any 
criminal uh, kind of culpability if somebody was egging her on. That's right. And I think, uh, who's the worst, the tempter or the tempted? (laughs) Well, you know what? She's a 19-year-old person that's legally an adult, and she should have, you know, be able to think for herself a little bit. Exactly. But But I don't know. I don't know the answer to that. Jan, thanks for your call. Thank you. Okay. Bye-bye. Laura, is that an issue in some of these stunt videos where you have people egging the actor on? I've seen that in some videos. I get, I agree with you. I, I think it's uh, irregardless. It, it doesn't take away from the nature of her decision-making and the video itself. However, that could be the case, or she could have used a tripod. A lot of influencers and online personalities use tripods and there's different ways she could have been doing it but i think at the end of the day she made a decision to put her face and her identity out online while she was doing um doing this this criminal behavior and i think that speaks to her um either lack of understanding of repercussions or her innate desire to become an online celebrity so whether or not she used somebody else, I mean, if she did, that's uh, probably a better question for the constable. But um, I'm sure that that would come into play in terms of criminal offense as well. Yeah, there definitely was somebody else there. Let's go to Z in Brampton. Hi, Z. Hi, Libby. How are you? Fine. Um, Libby, I go into a lot of uh, volunteer and work-wise. I'm in a lot of hospitals all over the GTA. I've actually spoken to a neighbor of mine who has a 32-year-old son in a coma. He just slipped and fell and hit his head on the ice. He's been in this coma for about six months, just laying there, 32 years old. Terrible. Uh, My message to the judge is, when you go to sentence this girl and she gets a tap on the hand uh, of a small fine or a, a community service, part of the community service my family friend says that she would like this girl because we know there's a policy in hospitals and and uh, 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 nursing homes that, of course, he can't say you're going to go and sit in this room and see what kind of damage. Now, this is a different type of accident, but if that chair had fallen on a car, we have a family friend that a wheel went through his windshield when he was in his 20s and totally ruined his life and he's in a wheelchair. So she said to me, I would like this young girl, a part of her sentencing, and I'm offering for her to come to Brampton and sit in that room and look at my son. Okay, Z, thanks for that. Let's go to Rudy in Toronto. Hi, Rudy. Yes, hi. Um, When I was uh, 15, and that was uh, quite a long time ago, I uh, was standing on on my uh, balcony um, uh, of of our house uh, facing a several backyards and I had this metal disc that I thought gee that would be a nice flying saucer if I just shoot it across the the lawns of the different uh, houses but then I thought what if this hit somebody that's not a good thing to do so uh, right then I had the sense to, to say no I'm not going to do this uh, yeah and that was uh, was that before social media was so big certainly I was uh, that was about 50 years ago Oh, 50 years ago. Okay. The world is different now, Rudy. Yeah. Uh, 
and uh, you had some sense, a little bit of sense as a 15-year-old. Yeah, and I, was a, I was a kid, and I thought, gee, this would have been nice to make this thing go flying. It was a heavy metal disc, uh, but then I thought, uh, you know, even though I don't see anybody and I'm not aiming at anybody, I, I didn't want to just shoot it uh, uh, willy-nilly over, over the yards like that. Okay, good for you, Rudy. Thanks. Margaret in Thornhill? Uh, yeah, hi. Good morning, um, Libby. Nice talking to you. Happy New Year, if I haven't wished you before, and to everybody in uh, the radio. Uh, you have a beautiful uh Okay, go uh, ahead. Uh, You're on show. the air. Anyway, Thank you. Um, I'm calling about the girl that threw the chair. Now, uh, firstly, the judge has to find out what was her state of mind, what prompted her to do it, was she dared to do it, and why did she do it? Uh, was she a, uh, did she have any mental problems or whatever it is? Firstly, has to find out what prompted her to do it, and then go from there. Uh, I know it's not a good thing to do, but unless she was trying to show off to a boyfriend or something that she could do these things, we don't know. But we have to find the reason for doing it. Okay, thanks, Margaret, for that. I guess and if we I can just speak on please. it. I think uh, that's a really good point. But oftentimes the motives are really this um, stunt culture to go viral. So I think it would be valuable for them to explore that. I think the fact that she videoed it and put her face in it really tells a story of her, uh, her, her real hope to get some views on this video. I know it sounds crazy and it sounds really sick, but that is really a lot of times what prompts these individuals to make these decisions that seem fairly uh, right or wrong, pretty simplistic, you know, in terms of making a decision, but they're really, we're underestimating their motivation to go viral online. Uh, well, that and uh, one of the things that I noticed was that she seemed to be very carefully made up, so clearly yes. she was ready for her close-up there. There was a little bit of prep, it would seem. Okay, anything else you'd like to leave us with quite quickly, Lauren? I just really want to hammer home if there's if there's young people or mothers or, or fathers listening um, to really have this open dialogue with uh, younger uh, younger individuals, youth. In this case, nineteen year olds. You'd hope they know by now. But um, anyway, is to have these open dialogues about the repercussions of their actions and things that they put online, a video like this or a photo here and there. Unfortunately, the things we used to do when we were younger and there wasn't social media. Um, they'd be forgotten the next day. But that isn't the case in, in the society and the culture that we live in today. Everything you do can be monitored and videoed, and you really have to be mindful of your actions, both when you're at home and outside, you know, in the community. Okay, Lauren Sheriffs, uh, CEO and founder of Two Social Inc. Thank you for that. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one.